take that as a yes. What? The ring. The opposite of what the saying is. Divided. We are not enough. The world needs Superman. I made him a promise. Why I brought you together. Ride ain't over yet. I'm mad. No, that's your, oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's, that's what that means. It's so cool. You said you'd come. Now let's hope you're not too late. Welcome to the Suicide Squadcast. This is the DC Universe podcast where we discuss the DC Extended Universe movies and TV shows. Yeah, we're all big fans of what DC Comics is doing on the big and small screen, so we want to make sure we talk all about it. So thanks for joining us tonight, and let's get started. My name is Tim. And I'm Scott, and yes, we are the Suicide Squadcast. Wow, so we're recording like two days late. <laughs> yeah, it's a little late for us. And it would have been if I hadn't told you, by the way. I just That's wanna, true. I want to point that out. That's you've true. had another one of your... You've had a Tim week. Yes, We all yes. know about Tim weeks. Yes, it's been one of those weeks. Yeah, so he, so you gotta understand, Tim texts me on Friday going, can we record Saturday night? And I was like, Tim, there's a trailer dropping on Sunday morning. <laughs> really? Is that official? Yeah. Or I think Brittany asked me, is that official? Well, it came from the Justice League Twitter <laughs> handle, so I'm going to say, yes, it's official. Uh, yeah. I, every once in a while, I, I go through something like outside of my personal life uh, where like something just shuts down, shuts me down for like a few days at a time. And, and this was one of those weeks. Oh, I knew because it's like, I was texting you. I didn't hear back from you. I mean, literally, I'm picking my son up from preschool and suddenly i'm getting texts from tim going oh there he is it's must have been a crappy week i haven't even told you all the stuff that went on so i'll have to tell you that's offline at some point oh yeah, yeah we don't need to talk about it on the show no definitely not uh anyway no. but yeah got an exciting night here i can't wait to talk about this stuff but let's get right to it here because uh we're going to record and produce the show tonight so we want to hop right on us we've got two other shows on our network the Squadcast network fans without borders is the first one and that's with brent and ray which is recording right now actually. it's recording right now the same time we are and then we also have Chris and Jordan's show, which is DC Comics Squadcast. And then we also have an iTunes review this week. So we want to make sure that we uh, give a shout out 
out to uh, V4D3R of Angel, of Thrangel. I read that as like Vader of Angel, of Angle or something. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. I I agree with you there. Uh, Review titled Great DC Show. This show is fun, and if you love DC in any of its forms, this is for you. The podcast has become part of my work week listening. Well, thank you very much, Vader uh, Vader of Angel. We appreciate that. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for that. And guys, we are now five away from our next DC Trade Paperback giveaway. So if you feel like we deserve it, leave us a positive written review on iTunes, and you will be automatically entered to win a DC Trade Paperback $15 or less. And we give these away with every 10 written reviews that we get. So awesome. Well, let's get on to the news because for once, I know all about the news because I broke down the news this week, and then the trailer happened. I was like, oh, (laughs) never mind. (laughs) But first First off, uh, talking about our story last week, when we were, talk- when we were discussing that vulture story, I'm doing air quotes, which is great for radio, right. uh, and talking about the connectivity of the DCEU going forward, there was a fan who did write Jeff Johns on Twitter asking if the cinematic universe has only begun and you are already putting the ru- pulling the rug out from under it, please keep the universe connected, to which Jeff Johns replied, it 100% is, with this glorious picture that was part of the rebirth marketing of like the entire DC pantheon. Yeah. So and it's it's kind of what we thought as well. Uh, they are not separating the universe. All these films are still going to be connected. They're just not going to be super connected. Like they're not going to be a slave to each other. They're not going to be a slave to each other. There's not going to be that one overarching story that every movie has to service. Right. So there we go. And that's not to say that they won't build up something over time that has like some kind of payoff. But I mean, it's 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 going to be done, I would imagine, uh, very sparsely. Yes, I agree. Now, we are going to cover the rest of the news, but <laughs> you guys probably don't give a crap about that. Right now, <laughs> yeah, not you right want to hear us talk about this Justice League trailer that just dropped this morning? Yeah, wow. So we got—I I guess we would call this the fourth trailer, wouldn't we? Uh no. Well, I'm considering it trailer number three because that Comic Con uh, special preview from 2016—I never really considered a trailer. Well, and I don't think Warner Brothers considers that one a trailer either. I think they would refer to this one as the third trailer. But I mean, yes. for all intents and purposes, this is the fourth time we've done this. Yes, where we've gone through extensively. Yes, that is true. Yeah. And a point that I'm going to make throughout this is and I even said this on Twitter, it's amazing to watch the changes that the film has taken over the past, you know, year. Yeah. Because like, we've been seeing these same scenes four times, and each time they're just slightly different, which just goes back to the point of, guys, they're working on post-production all through this process. It, yeah. It's never finished till we actually see the movie. No, and, and we've uh, and we've heard, you know, some people in, in the special effects department kind of talk about that in the past. They've, they've always kind of feel pressured to give up, you know, some scenes and all that or clips before they're ready to give them up. And so that's why you end up seeing uh, some of these scenes that, like, say, the trailer house or whoever else might be putting these trailers together, you know, they'll make a request that, hey, we want this clip and this clip and this clip so that they can put together a trailer. Well, the visual effects people normally will either do some very quick special effects on it just to kind of get it somewhat ready uh, to be put out into a trailer or or they haven't even touched it at all. And so that's why you see such a, a progression in all these trailers from one to the other where you actually see just the refinement of all the VFX. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to give a shout out already because I'm going to be referencing some uh, I'm going to be referencing some uh, comparisons that I made but I also want to give a shout out to Walt who's at Uber Kryptonian on Twitter who actually did a great thread of like shot for shot comparisons between this trailer and previous trailers and I've actually already uh, retweeted this earlier today for the whole thread if you want to go and check out you know actual visuals of what we're going to be talking about tonight so thank you Walt I appreciate that so Scott the way this trailer opened up I I mean, God. Okay. Okay. You know. <laughs> yes. I mean, how do how do you give a Superman without giving a Superman? That's how you do. it. That's exactly how you do it. You know, this was our biggest fear, Scott, as we talked, and we 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 just got to a point where we're like, you know, uh, we want we don't want to see Superman. We don't want to see Superman at all. I mean, if you're if you're not going to show him in the first trailer, you're not going to show him in the second. We don't want to see him at all. And you're going to leave him out of all the you're going to leave him out of all the posters and all the posters, all the marketing material. Yeah. You'll leave him out. Yeah. And this was like from like the very beginning. The, we had that very first promo image which showed um, this, you know, the five Justice Leaguers with Superman. And that was the only time we've ever seen Superman with the rest of the team. And in fact, I think that's probably, is that the only piece of marketing material we've ever seen with Superman? Um, except for merchandise. Except for merchandise. Except for, if you take merchandise out, yes, that is the only marketing image we've had with Superman. Yeah. And we just said, look, you know, uh, if, you, if you're going to try to build up this moment to make it into something special, and Jeff John just teased that that this is going to be, you know, one of the greatest Superman moments of all time on film, you know, when he comes back. And, you know, we all know, of course, know he's going to come back. But it's like, you know what? We're, we're so close to the film. Just don't show him. Don't show him. I'm just, uh, that payoff, 
off, when we get into that theater and you actually have, you know, whatever, whatever it leads up to this moment where Superman finally appears. And, you know, we've heard little bits and pieces about, you know, how that goes about, which we're not going to mention here. But that moment is just going to be is going to be one for the ages, in my opinion. Oh, well, it's going to give us what we've been wanting, which is like a return of Superman. Uh, so it was really interesting because the trailer starts off. It's uh, it's obviously the Kent farm. I mean, y- yes. y- you pick up on that. I have to admit, first, the, uh, the, the silhouette, I couldn't tell. At first, <laughs> I thought it was Martha. And then, of course, they cut around. and Oh, no, it's it, it's Lois, which it was great seeing Amy Adams again. We haven't seen Amy Adams since trailer number one. Uh, w- no, the official trailer number one. So it was nice to see her back again and then to see that figure. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> there, there was that. I was like, okay, okay. How's this? What are they going to do? Like, yeah. There was that moment. And I was like, okay, what's going on? I know. I know. I was doing the same thing. I was like, okay, but, oh, no, please don't show him. Please don't show him. Please don't show him. Because at, at first I thought, okay, that better not be Superman standing there. Because then I'm just going to be so mad. You know, the last trailer they would show him. And then I, the, I actually had the thought, I'm like, oh, that's not Superman in a black suit, is it? <laughs> you know, because it was just a silhouette. You know what? I thought the same thing. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> the th- same thought because he's in shadow because it's like early morning. I know. And then I was thinking, okay, okay, that's okay. That's probably what they're just going to show is that silhouette and that's all we're going to see. But then they actually show Clark can't just stand in here. Oh, man. Especially with the, you know, the Man of Steel theme song coming in. Dum bum. Oh, it was just so. Oh, so- that Han score. Yeah. Yes. Super special. I mean, man, I tell you what, they they played that one just right. And you get the quick scene where you know he just turns, he can hear Lois walking up, and he says, you know, I take that as a yes. And she's like, what? And he said, the ring. And then they show that clip from BVS when she's dropping the dirt yeah. on his coffin, uh, and then she wakes up and you realize it's a dream sequence. And I'm like, yes, that's how you do that. That is how you do that. Well, they want you to believe it's a dream sequence. I mean, I'm I'm not convinced it's a dream sequence. Oh, I I, I am I am laying my money down on the table now that that's a dream sequence. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's one of two possibilities. It's either a dream sequence or it's actually at the end of the film. Oh, no, so it's a dream or it's real. Really? That's that's what you're going with? No, no, that's no. Just <laughs> shut up. Okay. No, not going to happen. It's either it's either a dream sequence or it's actually happening at the very end of the film as like kind of like the one of the closing payoffs. Uh, See, it could, it could be that. It could be that. It could, but I like the idea of it being a dream. Well, I, I do too. I do too. And the whole idea of just like... Um, you know, the way they, they can't kind of cute it up in the trailer, they were definitely trying to make you 100% believe it's a dream sequence. But, but I mean, they did it so well. And just like, uh, I've got such a fondness for Man of Steel. Like, I love that film. I absolutely love Man of Steel. It's, 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 it's a great film. And did you see that Zach put out a storyboard for yes, that scene yes. on Vero? Yeah, so so definitely a Zach scene. Oh, yeah. Well, and I don't even feel like we, we I don't want to fall into this. He said, he said about, you know, oh, that's a Joss scene. That's a, that's a Zach scene. No, it's a movie. No, no, I guess my point is this this ties into the story that Zach has been telling with this trilogy. It's a Superman story. It's a Superman story. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to his return. I am, and I'm going to say this from the onset of this trailer, uh, this still looks like a Zack Snyder movie. Yes. It it does. It still looks like a Zack Snyder movie. Well, I know you said you didn't want to parse it out, but I'm not sure a single bit of that footage was from anything that Joss has been filming. Well, I'll just put that out there. We don't, we don't, like, I agree with you, Scott. We don't need to sit there and parse it out because uh, everything I can see there looks like a Zack Snyder film, but I, I'm not even convinced like even a single scene in there was from the reshoots, you know, the reshoots yeah, or the additional photography. I don't think anything was, honestly. Oh, there's maybe, you know, and I, and I don't think so either, but especially with the way that the, the VFX have been, um, they have gone through so many uh, layering, that the layering has happened now that that has to be seen as they've had a while to work with. So I'm, I'm excited. And then I just, I love love the idea that they just continued on with this montage, like all these media talking heads, you know, of course, you know, talking about the impact of Superman. We hear a narrator say, you know, violence and acts of war and terrorism are on the rise. And then we get that great, you know, iconic Daily Planet headline. And, and this one just says World Without Hope. Which was in trailer number, you know, technically trailer number two, like right. the, the, the Comic-Con trailer from this from this year. Yeah, that was that was in there because it's it. we get that scene of like the flag hanging over like the bridge. And once again, the idea that the, the absence of 
Superman is being felt in the world. Right, right. Which kind of plays back into something that really, you know, th- they addressed in you know, Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's nice because that's just setting up, once again, a need for the Justice League. You know, Bruce's guilt, you know, and then that's, that's just buttering the bread for his return in the movie. And then it starts to move on and we get that building explosion in London. And uh, I think this is probably the same building that we see the scene with, with uh, Wonder Woman where she's taking out some of those aren't. Old Bailey. Yeah, it's the old yeah. Bailey. Yeah, it's the old Bailey. Okay. So, uh, and actually, we, we see her on top of, uh, it's the uh, Lady Justice on top of the old Bailey. Yes. And she's on the she's on the sword side. The swords, so. yeah. The sword side of that gold statue. Oh, yes. that's great. Well, this is something, I might as well bring this in now. This is the one thing, the, the one thing that kind of drew me a little bit out of this trailer very early on, quite honestly, was that cover of the David Bowie song, Heroes. And apparently it's done by a band called Gang of Youths, which I, I've never heard of, but the that you know I hear that song all the time uh, when we hear all kinds of like little tributes and on TV and all that, and so it, it actually just kind of pulled me out. It didn't it just didn't really work that well for me. I just want to hear what your thoughts were. I agree. Like I, when I watched the trailer this morning, it was just kind of like okay, pop song. You, you know, it was I I still love the come together cover from trailer number one. Oh yeah, and and, and I think it also helped that Junkie XL produced it back when he was still composing for the film, so he he composed it to fit for the movie. And this this feels a little bit more like the Imagine Dragons warrior in that final Wonder Woman trailer where it didn't bother me. It just didn't seem to completely fit. Like it, it, it feels like pop song on top of a trailer instead of using like the film score or something to, you know, organically go with the trailer. And I think that's I think that's the problem for me is that the song doesn't feel organic to the trailer or to the footage. Exactly. I, that That's exactly kind of what I was feeling, too. Like I kind of felt like that. Imagine Dragons uh, song really just pumped a lot of energy into that Wonder Woman trailer and the the scenes that they were you know mixing along with that song just worked really well. Yes, it, they fit the, they fit the music. They fit the music, and this did not fit really well to me. This is the this is the one criticism uh, that I would have of this trailer so far, and you know, and that's not going to take away from all the other great stuff I enjoyed about it. But this is one that I just kind of felt like ah, I just wish they would have picked something a little bit different. Well, it's just I think it's when you especially for me it didn't bother like it kind of went. Oh, okay. I think it really hit me when I went and watched the Instagram version of the trailer, which is significantly Same. shorter, significantly shorter, uh, but it's just score, and I really liked it with the score. I did too. I did too. So, we're, and then we just start getting all these images. I do ever want to talk about some narration that's going over these images mm-hmm. because Bruce says, I had a dream. You know, it was the it was the end of the world, and, and as soon as I heard that dialogue, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, yes! We have not abandoned the nightmare sequence! <laughs> it's going to pay off! in this movie. Oh, well, of course, yeah. we all knew it was going to when we saw the Omega symbol and we saw parademons in the nightmare sequence. But I love the fact that it's directly being addressed in the next movie like I thought it would be. And this is just confirmation that, yes, we're going to get some sort of explanation or callback or like it's going to mean something. Right. Which right. I think for people who maybe had a problem with the nightmare scene in BVS, it's, you know, when you think of this as a complete trilogy, you're going to realize it has a part to play. Right, right. Which I always thought it was going to have a part to play. It never bothered me that much in BVS. It didn't bother me at all. I, I thought it was cool. But the fact that they're not shying away from it, and even in the trailer, they're referencing that scene from BVS, I think is like, yeah, that's payoff. That's story. That's arc. Yeah. And I'm very excited. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, I'm really happy about that because I, I really enjoyed that scene as well from Batman v Superman. Now, you know, a lot of times when they do these, like, uh, these dialogues that they just kind of piece together in a trailer a lot of times they don't even string together in the actual film itself you know it's it's stuff that's kind of conveniently put together and to try to tell whatever story they want to tell in the trailer and i don't know if that's the case here but that's where diana comes in and she responds back to bruce's comment about it being the end of the world in his dream and she just says invasion and bruce comes back and he says no i think it's something more something darker yeah but i think her invasion line looks like she's saying it when she's at like the louvre and that something darker lines happening in the bat cave which right. ties to one of those empire photos that we were going to talk about tonight, but there was in the trailer. Him, you know, lounging in his chair in the back cave with his cowl off. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's really good. But here, but here we get some of the beginnings of me noticing some VFX differences in this version of the trailer. It's because we're getting more scenes of the Amazons uh, attacking what I'm making the supposition that it's like the first, you know, that that history lesson, the first apocalypse attack on Earth in ancient times, and we see the Amazon 
armies fighting them off. And it looks like that from trailer number one, the Come Together trailer, that was very, you know, it was it had a darker background. And it looks like in, in this one, trailer number three, it's kind of more of a daylight scene. And so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious. There, there's been a lot of, they do a lot of background changes in this trailer. And we're going to talk about that. A lot of blue to red, right. a lot of night to day kind of changes and I'll be very interested to see how it all looks but that was one of the beginnings of some VFX differences I was noticing in this trailer yeah there was a there was a lot of that I I, I immediately noticed it and it's a little bit later when it actually happens in this trailer but we the the scene that we've seen and where we actually have uh you know Barry Allen's flash it looks to be at like Heroes Park yes. and he basically kind of reaches down and touches the ground and then takes off and in the first two instances we've seen that it was definitely a darker it's more of a nighttime type scene and it was clearly kind of deified here, <laughs> yes. like if that's such a word. But I mean, it was it was it was kind of brought into like a daylight type of setting, which I found real interesting. Yeah, I know. And then you know, along with this whole end of the world invasion sequence, you know, there's a additional scene in the Instagram trailer that that's an Amazon shooting a bow and arrow at what I'm assuming is apocalyptic ship. So that will be interesting. And then there's also a scene of a male warrior. I'm assuming in this same battle scene, be you know being in Instantly, like, uh, decrepified. Right. So, I, in... Well, transformed into a parademon. Would you... Oh, okay. You think it's a it's a parademon transformation? I, I think okay. so, because you can see the teeth kind of sharpened up, and you see the skin kind of crackle, and then I think even the eyes, like, start to change color, maybe even red. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that 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 would that would jive with, you know, the fact that that's where parademons come from. Right. They, you know, they capture people, and they turn them into parademons. So, okay. But usually it's not, like, done in a battlefield. That's what's kind of no. interesting. And this would be a departure from... From, yes. you know what the canon would say. Okay, and then you know, just so there's just so much to unpack. There's there's so much going on. I mean, where I mean, I'm even looking at your notes, going, I don't even know if that if that makes sense to me. Like, it's like, <laughs> did I see that? Like, you're talking about a parademon swarming around a nuclear power cooling yeah. tower. It was the one. Like, if you remember the scene where it, it showed like a, a a young girl looking out a window, and off in the distance, you see actually see the cooling tower of like a nuclear power plant, and just swarming up out of that tower are a bunch of parademons. Okay, well maybe I'm wondering if there's anything to do with I read there was an article online that someone recognized that one of the scenes looks like it was filmed near Chernobyl right yeah that's been a that's been a theory that's been going around since I think the second trailer oh okay I didn't yeah. know it'd been around that long yeah okay but, well because I mean that scene where we see Batman and, and the rest of the leaguers fighting the parademons it's it seems to be abandoned like it's an abandoned city of some sort and so the, like a lot of the speculation especially when it dealt with like uh, which you could see looks like a, a cooling tower of a nuclear power plant it's it speculation was it it's Chernobyl. Now, okay. I don't know if that would be the case. I mean, the one thing that would be kind of interesting about that is that would be a good place for, you know, Steppenwolf uh, to hide. That would be a place where there's no other humans. They're basically staying away from that area. Well, and then maybe Chernobyl was a cover-up for, like, another parademon nest or something. Right, you know, right. Yeah. You know, you, you, can, you start doing that sort of that alternate history where you tie into why certain places exist. Yeah, that would be... Oh, and then, like you said, it also gives them a great place where they can just destroy the crap out of everything. Right. And not have to worry about... About the accusation of co- of collateral damage, right? You know, right. without us having to remind people three times, that's a that's an unoccupied area. Yeah, but if that's the case, yeah, why, we don't need those like uh, slotted in CNN reports. <laughs> no, we don't. Oh, what what luck that they actually did it on the abandoned uh, seaport. So, yes. Uh, it w- well, I mean, it's I don't think it's totally abandoned. At least um, the the girl in that village, uh, you know, she at least was in eyesight of the cooling tower. So it's hard to say, you know. But uh, at least at least the downtown area where. You you know, Batman's blowing through buildings, and <laughs> which just looks badass, by the way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh. So all of that right there, I mean, it's it's probably an abandoned area. So I, I think there, I think there's a, I think there's a good chance that the speculation is going to be true. Okay. Well, then we, of course we get that iconic scene of, of Gordon, you know, turning on the bat signal, which is so great. And then we get that shot from I don't even remember which trailer it was, but there was another trailer where Batman was on the rooftop looking at the bat signal. I think maybe trailer number trailer number one. It's hard to say. It's hard uh, to say yeah, at this point. They kind of all I, run I, together. I, well, you know. And they even showed the still the come together trailer before Blade Runner when I went and saw it today, and I was just like, because that's the only trailer I've seen on the big, the big screen has been that come together trailer. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Uh, so, but at this time, they've actually added in the bat plane flying up there, and I was like, oh, yeah, 
That was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm glad to see the bat plane again. Is it the bat plane or is it the bat wing? I call it the bat wing. Uh, it, it, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Yeah, okay. But that was cool. Just kind of rising up from behind a building. Uh, I'm just glad that shot. plane hasn't gone away because that was such an awesome design. Oh, yeah. That's not going anywhere. <laughs> I hope not. So that was a cool little VFX difference for, for this trailer. And then, you know, we've got Diana talking to uh, who I'm assuming is Bruce because she says we're asking people we don't know to risk their lives, which then sets up a nice little montage of the leaguers. And then, uh, you know, here's where we get an even better looking shot of Aquaman underwater. I mean, every time I see that, like they've really, they've really touched, touched up those underwater effects. They really have. And that just gets me even more excited for Aquaman. Right. I mean, and the hair is all CG and they've actually got it looking really good now. Yeah. And then this is where we get the Diana on top of Lady Justice statue. And then <laughs> I love this Aquaman line. A strong man is strongest alone. Ever heard of that? <laughs> and then Bruce yeah. going, that's not a saying. That's actually the exact opposite of what the saying is. <laughs> is that actually a saying? Like, I didn't recognize that one. Um, I, I think it's just, I think it's just the idea of like the stronger, I don't think it's an exact saying. I just think it's the fact that, you know, the the, the normal, you know, proverb is that we're stronger together. Yeah, right. And uh, I, I just, I, <laughs> I really enjoy that, how Bruce just kind of basically comes in and goes, no, you idiot. It, it actually goes the other way <laughs> without actually saying that. Yes, because this is obviously right after they first met because he, they're in that, they're in that Icelandic village. Right. You know, Bruce has got the beard. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, spoiler alert, I don't think he kills, you know, Bruce when he throws him <laughs> up against the wall. So, yeah. I, a little more or a little less? A little less. He said, <laughs> he said no. He said no. Just, just a reminder from that Comic Con preview from a year ago. I love that scene. Yeah. And of course, the obligatory shot of uh, Jason Momoa in the water with his shirt off. <laughs> the guy's huge, man. God, man. Jeez. Okay. I'll never yes. stand next to that guy. <laughs> never. <laughs> I will look shorter and flabbier than I already am. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I think everyone would. So. Yes. And then, of course, this is where we get the, those, those badass shots of the Batmobile just ripping through the streets. I mean, it looks like now he actually has, like, a tank cannon on top of the Batmobile. Right. He's augmented. That shell that we saw being ejected from that last trailer is a freaking tank shell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He blows right through a building, too. Uh, you know, it's and what's interesting, you see it uh, at another point in the trailer as well. But you see it looks like whatever is in this building, it's being guarded by a bunch of parademons like you see him on top of it. And, um, you know, he just comes racing right towards it and just blows right through. It. And then you get that scene where it comes. Th- I assume, you know, of course, there could be a lot in between, but uh, where the Batmobile actually comes through the backside of the building and uh, yes. Aquaman actually lands on the on the, the Batmobile at that time. Well, that's also because, well, th- this trailer actually explained something because I realized from that from trailer number one where we first get you know what we called Aquabat when he was surfing the Batmobile I noticed the canopy was missing and this and this trailer actually shows the parademons like ripping the canopy off yeah and so basically the sequence now I've put together is uh, parademons ripping the canopy off Wonder Woman flying in and clotheslining the parademons off the Batmobile and then that leads to Aquaman landing on top of the Batmobile for the yeah Yeah. scene that we've seen since trailer number one (laughs) so once again it's kind of this thing that now we're starting to like piece all the like we've we're slowly putting like the action scene together from four different trailers yeah and we still don't know a whole lot about this film oh we really don't that's the thing we have seen four flipping trailers and we still basically know nothing yeah i love it they've done a really good job they've done a really good job of just keeping all the stuff quiet they figured it out with one they mm-hmm. figured out with wonder woman how to give you three to four trailers and still basically tell you nothing about the film mm-hmm. yeah and then we get that great scene where aquaman is is fighting somebody and and actually just gets hurled back into this concrete structure, this little round tower of some sort. And then whoever he was fighting just like basically just spears him right into the chest and the whole structure just starts to fall down. That looks super intense. Oh, and, and is, is now is that, was that above ground or was that in Atlantis? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, it looked like, it looked like that kind of like, um, oh, you might be right. Maybe that is Atlantis. I think that, I think that was an underwater scene. Was it? Okay. Because I assumed it was outside of the water, but you could be right because yeah you might be right because he in the same trailer you actually see Aquaman is battling Steppenwolf underwater right because we've always I've seen the axe right we've seen the axe which always made me assume that you know Steppenwolf goes down there to get the Atlantean mother box the same way that in the Comic-Con trailer this year he invades the Mascara to get the Amazonian mother box you know what Scott I think you're right because I think he is shirtless in that right which which we know that he was shirtless in the Atlantis scenes in the Atlantis scenes yeah so that's 
that's that's probably exactly what happens. So yeah, we're slowly pe- kind of piecing it together here. Yeah. Um, you get some cyborg, some great cyborg stuff. Um, I love the scene, and I don't know if it's at this point, but there's a scene where he's like he like does like a hologram between his hands, and he's watching like old football footage of oh, himself. Yeah, that's that's like devastating. You can oh. tell that he's just like you know realizes life will never ever be the same, and you know that was kind of like his glory days until until he realizes you know that he could be a lot more. I'm still waiting to find out like how the w- w- how the accident happened because that's always something that changes in the cyborg story is like what the accident was right. that then his dad had to save his life. So I'll be very interested to see that. I will say a sweet shot which I cannot wait to see the full scene in the movie is Wonder Woman going toe to toe with Steppenwolf. Oh my gosh, that looked awesome. Yeah, that looked really good. And I was I you have that one uh, view from the side and I was looking at it. He is about like ten to twelve feet tall, Steppenwolf. So yeah. he's like he's like twice the height of uh, Diana. And then she, and there's that just awesome fluidity of like you know because he's got that giant axe and he's got that energy contrail that follows it and then she's flailing her sword and it just oh yeah bring it on. I, I feel like maybe this is gonna be the I'm gonna be honest maybe the battle between Steppenwolf and Diana is like what I wanted the Wonder Woman Ares fight to be in Wonder Woman. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because remember I was critical of the Wonder Woman Ares fight. I, was, I feel I like was too. this yep. and I feel like that this Wonder Woman Steppenwolf fight is going to be the fight that I actually wanted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks it looks really good. Steppenwolf, I really like the design that they've done with Steppenwolf. I just, I, and we still haven't gotten a clear shot of him either. No, no, no. You, you, I mean, you can you can stop uh, certain spots and, and actually get a little bit of a view and get a pretty good idea of what, what he looks like, but uh, it's going to look really good, you know, when we actually see him in all of his glory, I guess. Actually seeing that shot where uh, it showed at the Superman Memorial, if you seek his monument, look around you. I was so happy to just see that again, because again, it just like it's saying that yes this is feeding out directly from the events of batman v superman the with the superman storyline which is superman storyline and it ties into the line that they that they cut over it which is bruce saying i made him a promise this is why i brought you together you know it, it it's back to the fact that bruce is doing this because he was inspired by superman's sacrifice at the end of batman v superman once again just telling one giant story over this trilogy of films right and i think this is the first trailer we've actually seen the flying fox actually flying isn't it no no we uh, in the last trailer there was what looked like like the flying fox shooting missiles at an energy field okay so we've we saw that this has just been a you know maybe a little bit of a longer shot or yeah you know, but yeah we've we've seen the flying fox in the last trailer okay yeah uh, this is just the first time i kind of like it really stuck out to me to actually see what it looked like this whole scene with cyborg and uh aquaman <laughs> aquaman i mean aquaman seems to be falling out of the sky but then there's a parademon pass by so he just thrusts his trident up and just skewers him <laughs> right in the middle of the air well then he starts falling down to the ground well that's where where cyborg comes in and rescues him and uh it's just a great thing is basically he's like well the ride ain't over yet and just thro- tosses him off to go skewer another parademon and well then aquaman's like my man you know you get, <laughs> you get that momoa that momoa surfer aquaman which i'm i some people have a problem with i have no problem with it whatsoever. i love momoa adding his personality to the character of aquaman as long as he's not in constant surfer boy mode i'll be fine with it i don't you know i am open to interpretation so I'm going to say. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating this. All I'm going to say is, you know, this is going to be one, the first of many Aquamans we're ever going to get on the big screen, which I'm just so excited about it. I mean, so he can define us Aquaman however he wants to do it. You know, at some point down the road, we're going to get another Aquaman. <laughs> this is just what I love about this. I mean, we're seeing Aquaman on the big screen. I know. I, it was very interesting. I know I, this is probably very nitpicky. Probably no one gives crap. But I loved watching Cyborg flying and how he had all like the directional jets, you know, you know, helping him move, like how you would actually have to fly like that which is to maintain it you'd have to have you know you know downward force upward force side force and that like you know they'd have to like do they have to do like the little jets to make you move a little bit i've just i always appreciate that you know and so the fact that they threw that in there to help cyborg fly i was i was all game for that yeah and then of course the ending man (laughs) again as they've done kind of followed the pattern on all these trailers uh, another great barry allen moment (laughs) and it looks like okay so i'll just cue this one up so barry allen is there with bruce wayne and diana and they're apparently somewhere in gotham or metropolis i'm not really i think they're getting off of my my interpretation is they're getting off of bruce's private jet yeah. like bruce has just picked barry up and they flew to gotham and they've just gotten off the plane and diana was waiting for them at the airport right i think i think you're right and uh, of course uh the bat signals up in the sky and, and he's like <laughs> oh awesome that's the bat signal that's your oh sh- sorry <laughs> like, he just looks so giddy it's like <laughs> 
He goes, that's your signal. That means we need to go now. He oh. goes, yeah, that's uh, yes, that's what that, that means. That's what that means. Uh. And, and then Barry and, and uh, Diana and Bruce just look at each other like, like Diana kind of gives him a look and Bruce is like, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, this is the guy I recruited. You know, yes. What'd you pick up? <laughs> She's going to be, yeah, here's Cyborg. That's who I picked up. Which this scene is actually something from the set visit from 2016. Like, it is, yeah. We, we knew about this. All these cute little Barry Allen scenes, those have been there because we've heard about them. We're just finally seeing them now. You know, I'm kind of amazed at all the stuff from that set visit because there was that rooftop one yeah, where... They, that's that's rude. Yeah, yeah, that's rude. That was from the set visit, right? Yes, and then the and then Bruce being in Barry's apartment. Right. Yeah, all that. And so that's weird because they were very strategic about that, that that was when they, you know, when they were filming those scenes, those are the ones that ended up in the trailer. So like whatever, however long uh, the reporters were on the set, and I don't, I think it was, it wasn't like over a period of like several days, was it? It was like two three days was it three days okay yeah you know once again you're asking me to remember set visits from over a year ago Uh, go listen to our episode everything you went into just league but was afraid to ask if you want to refresh your memory on what we talked about but uh, it was it was at least two days if not three yeah okay yeah I mean because they flew a bunch of people over to London so it's it's not like they're going to fly them in and out I would imagine you know so and then that's how the that's how the trailer ends up yeah that's hopefully I think our last I mean we're a month away now I mean we don't need another trailer yeah yeah, you know, really we'll just we'll just see all these scenes recut into TV spots, which I won't watch because I don't have live TV. But you know, it's I, we're good. We have survived four trailers, and we still haven't <laughs> seen Superman. We've seen Clark, but we haven't seen Superman. Yeah, and we're not even sure we saw Clark uh, in supposedly real life. Exactly, we don't know. So, and now on the Instagram trailer, we've kind of sprinkled in through our discussion some other Instagram stuff. But there was a couple of things we didn't talk about that were in the. Um, and if you don't know, Jim Lee particularly posted a. A, uh, a version, a one-minute version of the trailer on uh, the shit from Instagram, and there is some additional dialogue. Uh, you have Diana saying, we need you, and maybe you need us, and then you cut to a scene of Cyborg in a hoodie, so we're meant to believe that she's, this is her recruit uh, recruiting Cyborg, and then there's also a scene of Alfred talking to Bruce, saying, how do you know your team's strong enough? And then, you know, Bruce smirking, as <laughs> Bruce's want to do. Yep, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, but, but, you know, kind of like, be please, please, really. <laughs> Seriously. And then and we already talked about the, you know, the Amazon shooting the era. So that's our trailer. I'm excited. Um, I think we talked about the beginning of our discussion of this trailer that, you know, the song didn't work for us. I will also say that while this was a this was a great trailer, this was a good trailer, I have to admit, emotionally, it did not leave me as hyped at the end of the trailer as I had felt at the end of previous trailers. Yeah, that's the exact same for me as well. I, I think the one that left me, like, the most emotionally hyped was the Come Together trailer. Yeah, that I think first so. first one well. back in March. That's the one that really got my engine going. And I and I will admit, a, a good chunk of that has to do with... It was our first real trailer. So, I mean, your hype's going to be more for that one. Plus, I love the Come Together cover. It just... It was our first time seeing a lot of this stuff. Uh, the, the Comic-Con trailer this year was really good. Plus, the fact that it was four minutes long. So, there was just so much to dig into. But this one is a good trailer. I just... For me personally, someone who's literally been digging into all of these trailers for the last year, it just wasn't like that statement. I mean, really, the Superman scene at the beginning of the trailer is the biggest thrill I had yeah. watching the entire trailer. Yeah, and so I'm kind of the same way. Like, uh, I think that Come Together trailer was my favorite. The Comic-Con one was my second. I would put this one... Would I put a third or fourth, honestly? You know, counting that original Comic-Con trailer we had. The, the Comic-Con preview? Uh, I would still probably rank the Comic-Con preview higher than this one. I think I might, yeah. yeah. Except for if, I, if I could just... Just cut out that clip of Lois and Clark. That made this trailer for him. Mm-hmm. Right. And I almost wonder if that had been... It was so perfect at the beginning of the trailer. But I wonder how I would have felt about the trailer if that had been at the end. Mm. Like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work as yeah, an ending. it doesn't work. It works yeah. as a beginning. But I think the problem is that it put me on such an emotional high at the beginning of the trailer that the rest of it basically being a lot of stuff that in some way we've already seen, like just an extension of scenes we've already seen. So it was really that quote new to me that nothing could match that high of you know seeing Clark for the first time in any Justice League trailer yeah but I I think when it's all said and done like I agree that that opening scene with uh, Lois and Clark I think was just so special uh, that's what that's what really does it for me with this trailer just seeing that hearing the Man of Steel theme song just 
really kind of put it over the top for me. Like I said, the rest of it, you know, it didn't show me too much, which I was happy about. Uh, it's, uh, again, just kind of building on things we've already seen. So it's, uh, I think it's going to be great for people that don't follow it like we do and get into every little detail. I mean, it's it's going to show you and tell you everything you kind of need to know about the film. Now, here's my question. When am I actually going to start seeing some of these other trailers in the movie theater? Because like I said, every time I've seen a trailer, even today, it's been that come together trailer. Like, But I think you're just going to see that come together trailer because I think that's the best one of the four. Or we'll say the three. I think that's the best one of these three trailers, honestly. I, I, well, I, I agree with you. No, I take that back. I did see, I think I saw the shorter cut of trailer number two, the one that ends with Superman. I think I did see that one time, maybe. I, I don't know, but but it's definitely been the come together trailer that I've seen over and over again. And like I said, even going to see Blade Runner today and it being the trailer in front of the film, it's like, well, alrighty then. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we'll see what okay. next week, you know, for whatever reason they plan to show it on Sunday. So, um, you know, maybe they'll switch it out, you know, come next week. Well, I think Geostorm's the next Warner Brothers movie that comes out. Maybe it'll be attached to that. Because I was trying to think about like what Warner Brothers releases we really have between now and Justice League and there really isn't because there was Blade Runner then Geostorm and then it's you know Justice League for the next Warner Brothers release yeah I think so oh well okay well there's our thoughts on the trailer I now can listen to other people's reviews (laughs) I've been avoiding everyone else's (laughs) so we're like what five weeks away at this point Oh, you're going to make me count, aren't you? No, it's either five or six weeks. I I don't have it down, but it's it's about five weeks. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it's five weeks. Okay, Scott, did you see this Mercedes Benz behind the scenes footage? I am I am a sucker for like car behind the scenes. It's like it's like every time they do like a new Batmobile, you know, behind the scenes thing on any kind of Blu-ray or DVD release. It's like the first thing I watch. So these Mercedes Benz cars, you know, the the E-Class convertible prototype that's going to be Diana's and then that that Vision GT that's going to be Bruce's car, which technically we've already seen. We just didn't realize we'd seen it. Yeah, which I didn't know what it was at the time, but I didn't know either. This is a cool little featurette. It's about four minutes long, but uh, of course it talks about the Diana car, which you said was E-Class convertible. That was actually a prototype that was built just for the Justice League. Uh, it's a car that they're developing and putting out, but this was a prototype that they had kind of made and kind of put out early so they could do some of this early filming. You know, I used to work in the automotive industry, so when I dealt with these prototype cars, they do everything to kind of keep them like super disguised and all that. And in this little featurette, they, they're bringing this car to the set and they're, you know, basically... It's all taped up. Yeah, it's, it's all taped up. So they're peeling all that stuff off so that, you know, they can actually do the filming on it. But these cars, like these prototype vehicles, when they make one of these things, I mean, they're like multi-million dollar <laughs> in cost. Like that's how much these things cost, the prototype. And uh, so they, they actually let Gaul drive it around a little bit. And then, of course, uh, you know, that's a scene where, you know, she gets out and I think that's the one where she kind of turns around and looks back. Yeah, I also think it's it's also like the the recruit that's the recruitment scene for Cyborg. Right. It, yeah, that was kind of my thought as well. And then we get the other one which is this it's it's I'm going to tell you a little bit about this one. This is they call it a Vision GT. It's also known as the VGT. And this is Bruce's car. This is a prototype vehicle that they never ever even actually prototyped. They designed this vehicle and designed it specifically for Grand Theft Auto Grand Turismo. I know that was so awesome. Apparently Zack like saw the design in the game right and was like oh that's bruce wayne's car yeah which of course makes me think about the fact that i'm saying thinking about zach here playing video games going i want that car in my movie no but it's also what's great about this thing this is also something like a rich billionaire would do like he would see a car and he would say i want that car and then he would basically just hire these you know people to go design it up so it's it's such a unique vehicle but the, these mercedes-benz engineers and designers actually had to take the concept design that they use for the game and they had to upsize it 10 percent because be just because of Ben Affleck's size. He's just a little He's bit too six, big. He's 6'4". Yeah. I don't I knew he was tall. I don't know if I realized he was that tall. No, he's a he's a big man. So they actually they upsize this thing and then actually, you know, built it on some kind of frame of some sort and built this thing all up. Well, there was never any interior design done on this vehicle. So they actually had to go then and design the interior because you see a bunch of interior shots as well. But anyway, this just vehicle just looks incredible. <laughs> this thing is going to be, you know, there's going to be a demand for this thing. It kind of reminds me in some ways of like the Aston Martin Vanquish. Yeah. Uh, that That's the closest car that I have to anything that you know, resembles that. Which, by the way, if you don't know, that was the car that James Bond drove and died another day. Just letting you know. Like I said, I love cars. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that looks like an Aston Martin. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But what's great about this little featurette is we get a little bit more of the scene where we actually have, um, this is like 
Bruce coming to pick up Barry Allen and basically pulling him out of his little hideaway, his little loft. And uh, <laughs> and what's great about this thing is you actually see him going to sit in his car. And this is one where we say, you know, what's your superpower again? I'm rich. Well, we actually see a little bit more here uh, in this this little featurette. You see that Barry Allen's bringing a pizza box. It's like he's bringing pizza into this car <laughs> with him as, you know, he's going to jump in the car with Bruce Wayne. And then as the car kind of pulls out of this little alley, it shoots and takes off across traffic. And then what's great about it is that it's actually shooting into an exit that leads to Central City's airport. I know. I saw I saw the Central City exit sign. Yeah. I was just like, yes. I love world building. Yeah. So that was that's really cool. So then I think, as you said, Scott, this is where basically he goes and recruits Barry, takes him on his private plane, and then they land and meet Diana. And then the bat signal, and then we get that. Scene. Right, yeah. Once again, the, the 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 pieces are coming together. It's kind of it's kind of fun piecing the stuff together. Yeah. And then after that, and of course, it's also really fun shots of Zach. You know, you know, shooting the car and like you know, <laughs> the, the little jokes they're making. It, it, once again, it was nice to see Zach at, at a happier time. You know, still shooting the movie. So I have to admit, and I hope it ends up on the home video release in some, hopefully, in an extended form. Yes, lots of cool new posters. All in is the kind of like the tagline that they're using. See, and I like. I, I have to admit the Batman pose is my favorite because it's the most like Batman. It's a very Batman looking pose. It is. Yeah, that is a great uh, one. But these I liked better than the profile ones we talked about last week. Um, I understand some people's complaints that the cyborg one looks a little weird. I just think it's, you know, I think it's just positioned oddly. But I'd still take these over the the brightly colored silhouette shots from last week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think these are OK to me. They're not they don't like floor me. But uh, I, I agree with that. Batman one's pretty badass. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, Twitter emojis are available now, which I'm sure you already know by now. We'll be sure to be, we'll, we, we'll be tagging them. We'll be tagging them. Uh, you get Justice League with a JL symbol. You get Superman with the red and black S. You get Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash. By the way, The Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg, and you get little cute little emoji faces. Uh, I was I have to give credit to Chris Sylvia from Regal Cinemas. He was the first person to, to tweet out, hey, look, they're emojis now. And I was, and, and it was really interesting is that, you know, we would, they were just starting to do the complaints about there's no Justice League marketing. And then like the next day, boom, yeah. here you go. Um, so another thing too, the, this art of the film book is going to be coming out and this is coming from Titans books and it's actually going to come out after the film, December 15th, 2017. This is the first time they've actually released it after the film comes yeah, out. Yeah, it makes me wonder, is this, un, is this intentional? I think it's intentional. I think there's some spoilery stuff yeah. in the art of the film book because I remember you looked, you, you, you chose poorly and looked at your <laughs> Batman v Superman book before you saw the movie. I glanced through it. Just a and couple pages. you glanced pages. at a little bit of a spoiler. You like you told me do not open the book. Yeah. Well, I do I do that as a service for you, Scott. I'm I'm basically looking out for you. You know me. I I do everything I can in the world to protect you from spoilers. Bull. Okay, <laughs> moving on. 208 pages with this book. And if you guys have not gotten any of these like art of the film books, I love Gorgeous. every one of them. Like yeah. I think my favorite is actually probably the Suicide Squad one. It's a fantastic book. Well, it, it was, it just had so many, like, bells whistle to yeah, it. Yeah, it did. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I already pre-ordered this puppy. Oh, it's, it's already, it's already coming. Yeah, same here. Um, then we got some behind-the-scenes footage that was uh, shared through WB Deutschland. So, and it was all the actors talking about their costumes, which is, you know, hey, there's some funny interactions there. Momoa really giving people a hard time about what they wore compared to what he wore. Yeah, Momoa was uh, kind of following up on some of the conversation. Ben Affleck was talking about how, you know, there's, uh, he's a few different bat suits he has this you know batman suit that he wore then his tactical suit and he says you know that one was a little bit warmer uh, you have to actually put on these glasses on and there's just a little bit of flesh exposed to breathe and he goes that's why they had to close it down and gal gadot comes in and says well at least you were covered and then ray fisher comes <laughs> in and says you know i was smooth sailing i had pajamas on and of course momoa had to close it out and he goes that's one of those things uh when you see random pajamas my suit weighs 40 pounds you pointing to ezra miller uh have to get screwed into your costume and then you, Gall, have nothing on, and you can see the change in Ray Fisher's pockets. <laughs> and if you've seen, like, the behind-the-scenes of Ray Fisher, he's, like, literally got this super tight, you know, suit on. It's a mocap suit. I mean, yeah, it's just it's the way mo-cap. it goes. Yeah, and it, it's, uh, it doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. No, yeah. it does not. No. And then the Empire article came out. You know, the, the Empire, you know, Empire always does a big profile of these movies, and usually we get a really cool subscription cover, which I'm still waiting. Mine has shipped. I'm just waiting for it to be delivered with that awesome Jason Fudd 
Steinbach um, illustrated cover for Justice League. And, you know, we, we've got a cover that's kind of very photoshopped. I'm not impressed with the actual cover as much as I enjoy the illustrated cover. And then there were a whole bunch of images. You know, we see Batman in the, in the tactical suit, which we've already seen before. There's a shot of the leaguers on the rooftop with Gordon. Which I love that shot. Yeah, you, you get Brent's favorite shot, a really nice close-up of, you know, Barry Allen in his DCEU costume. Right. You know, it's, you know, br- you know Brent's favorite costume. He's probably getting a t-shirt of that image right there, I would imagine, at this I'm, point. I think so. And, and, and hanging it on his wall. And if not, somebody needs to make one for him. Yes, you do. And send it to Brent, yes. And then, of course, there was a shot we talked about, which is, you know, Bruce chilling out in the Bat Cave in the Bat Suit, which we now see in trailer number three is where he's talking about the, the dream he had. Right. So that was that was all kind of cool images. And we've got and then we got tons of little snippets that we're going to be talking about for the Empire article. Yeah. But talk about this Fabian Wagner uh, set photo from Instagram. Yeah. So Fabian Wagner, of course, the cinematographer, uh, was starting to kind of get in the act and post some of the stuff from behind the scenes and all that. And uh, he posted something out on Instagram and he said about a year ago, I wrapped the biggest and most fun job of my career. This was our last setup on a mountain in the middle of nowhere in Iceland. Amazing location, amazing crew. Thanks to all the Justice League uh, director of photography set life, Iceland. So uh, this is uh, the shot where we see it from that first trailer where Bruce is up on top of like uh, this really high up point looking down at the village. Well, wait a minute. There's no snow in this picture. <laughs> there's no there's snow no, and it's just there's a, no blizzard. <laughs> yeah. It's actually pretty high up though if you look at it. Like, oh, I, it's gorgeous. It's, yeah. But this is where they actually shot it. And I love this too. It kind of shows you um, what they do with the actors. Here's Bruce. He's got a basically a, a cable tying him, tied to him into some at some point back there so he doesn't fall over the edge. But Oh yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this is cool. I, I love seeing this because I, I want to go back and look at this thing and look at the trailer, but it's just amazing to me how they actually kind of piece this all together. And I kind of wonder if they just use that, you know, that water as kind of like a green screen so that they could easily go in and just add in the village down below. No, no, there was water in the in the No, I know, but there too. was a village too though that yes, they there had was. put in there. Now, uh, when Ezra was uh, Ezra Miller was interviewed in Empire and a lot of this dealt with the whole talks about, you know, th- there was a lot of talk about Zack and uh, obviously all these interviews had occurred after Zack had to leave Justice League. But uh, Ezra was talking about uh, the first time I ever sat in Zack's office, he told me people were mad at him for making things too dark and that he added that Snyder told him the darkness of Gotham needed to extend to the other heroes before Justice League as, quote, Zack always intended for the Justice League to rise out of the darkness and maybe even bring Batman with them. Maybe an inch. Which, once again, goes back to the Criterio interview that came out before BVS. Yada, yada, yada. Let's all, let's all go back to the fact that we always were planning on Justice League being a lighter movie. It was part of the story. Thank you very much. I like some of the stuff that Gal Gadot actually said. Now, she kind of talked about some of the additional photography that was done and, and if, if the success of Wonder Woman had actually changed anything for Justice League. And this is her quote. She said, this is Zack Snyder's movie. Joss only did a few weeks of reshoots. He was Zack's guy and knew exactly what he wanted to get. Zack has a beautiful vision. And then she went on to talk about what her uh, time was with the with the additional photographer. She said, I did one week. Diana serves as the glue of the team. She finds moments to support every one of the team and make them feel stronger or believe in themselves. And this is where she actually kind of uh, went in to uh, kind of reassure people that, you know, this is not a Wonder Woman film, that this is basically just a Justice League film. And she had equal screen, screen time as their other teammates. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then um, Ezra then talked about when he first heard about the fact that Snyder was going to be stepping down from the movie. And Ezra said, it's a heroic act at its root. He called each and every one of us and took the time to explain something that defies in many ways explanation. He tells exactly how it was going to go down, which was true to course. He fascinates and amazes and staggers me. Zack Snyder, ultimate effing legend forever. Yeah. So it was really interesting. That was like, this is, this basically said, this is how we're going to do this. Yeah. And uh, I guess it went true to exactly what Zack said. Uh, Jason Momoa also had a comment and uh, kind of talking about this whole thing about, you know, Zack's, you know, stepping aside. And this is what Jason Momoa said. He says, I effing love Zack, man. I'd do anything for him. So these guys, these guys love doing a film with Zack Snyder. Yeah. And then Affleck, you know, going back to the plan saying, I can understand people saying BVS was too dark and this was outside of the tone of what I'm used to seeing with the Batman story. And I think that's a fair criticism, but this was all scripted and set up before the movie came out. The approach was changed anyway, which changed anyway for the second one. It was natural progression. Zack wanted to make a movie that was more fun, that was a little bit light, that wasn't so encumbered with heavy melodrama. Mm-hmm. And Gal Gadot talked about the tone of the movie. She said, Justice League is not a dark or heavy movie. Ugh, I can hear Rebecca Johnson just cringing right now. I'm about to say Rebecca is like, don't say dark. <laughs> She's cringing right Rebecca, now. Rebecca, we are quoting. That's all we're doing. We're quoting Rebecca. Don't take it out on us. She says it doesn't 
doesn't have the weight that Batman v Superman had. And again, this all goes back to this is what we've always understood the film to be. Yeah. And then Affleck went on to talk about Joss Whedon. And I like this quote. This was interesting. Uh, he said, quote, I didn't sense that we were moving towards something that felt like the event. Joss is more than just an Avengers director. He's a good storyteller for full stop. In midstream, Joss got on and part of what interested him was the puzzle aspect of it, fitting in pieces that weren't there yet. He put the rest of the pieces in and gave it his own imprimatur. Joss came in and walked a very fine line between Zack's sensibility, tone, and direction. We found a really fun and inspiring synthesis of their two forms of storytelling. I was so glad everyone showed up to work for Zack. Which is what we were told Joss was going to do. Fill in gaps and stick to Zack's vision. And that's what Affleck's saying here. Now we do have a little bit of information about one of these kind of like gaps that Joss had actually filled. And it sounds like from this Empire article that they're describing a scene that Joss Whedon was actually filming. And so this was kind of interesting. Now I'll kind of like give you a little idea of what this is so that, you know, when you go to actually watch the film, you'll know that this is something that was kind of added in. And this kind of makes sense because it sounds like uh, this was a scene that was added and that I'm sure they recognized once they started seeing the film put together. The Justice Leaguers had some kind of setback of some sort and they needed this like little chance to kind of like get back together and breathe in between. Well, this is one of the added scenes. And uh, so there's a few different added lines in here with Alfred. And this is where Alfred says, you know, if you'd warned me, I would have baked a cake. Uh, Talking about basically having all these people show up to the Batcave, I would assume. Uh, A couple other, and I won't read the other two. We'll save that for the film. I would say, well, don't, let's not spoil the scene. I mean, yeah, yeah. But no, there's a, there a couple other quips. Yeah. Yeah. And this scene existed, I think, already because I remember seeing footage, behind the scenes footage on the Batman v Superman home release that showed Bruce Wayne and the Flash and Wonder Woman, you know, riding down the elevator into the Batcave. Right. So apparently they just did a little polish on what, I guess, what that scene was going to be anyway. Right. They probably added just a little more uh, dialogue in there to try to kind of build up the characters, I would imagine. Which is kind of Joss's deal. Yeah. I mean, that's what he, he was is. a script doctor. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that that's in, I think that's the first thing I've heard that we know for sure uh, would be something where you know Joss was kind of adding some stuff to. Couple more news items to wrap up. Uh, one is that they uh, that film music reporter has announced that the Danny Elfman John Justice League score is available for pre order. So if you go to Amazon, you can go ahead and pre order the physical release of Danny Elfman Justice League. Now I wonder if the date's going to change because they even have the release date for the soundtrack coming out after the movie, which that is very odd. Uh, now, it's not available last time I checked to pre-order digitally because I went and checked iTunes and they did not have a listing up, but you can go ahead and pre-order, I think it's for like 13 bucks. Like, for like 11 or 13 bucks, you can pre-order the soundtrack album on Amazon. Does it give all the track listing? It didn't, you, get, you don't even have a cover image yet. Nothing yet, okay. Nothing yet. You just know that you can order it, which I hope they don't give track listings because I, no, I have a feeling <laughs> they might be a little spoilery. Yeah. So we'll see about that, but you can go ahead and pre-order it. And then something that actually broke tonight, and I wanted to go ahead and mention it, uh, but at New York Comic Con, Warner Brothers Home Entertainment announced that in 2018, they will be doing a full Blu-ray release of Batman the Animated Series. Nice. Woohoo! And there was rejoicing in the light. <laughs> now, I don't think the uh, I don't think the quality is going to improve all that much, quite honestly, because, I mean, that was, how many years ago now was that? 25. That'd be 25 years. I, I think, I mean, I think you'll get about the same amount of quality. Well, here's one thing. It's not being done by Warner Archive. It's do it's being done by Warner Brothers Home Entertainment proper. Okay. Warner Archive actually sent a tweet that said this decision was made because of the sales for the Mask of the Phantasm Blu-ray. Ah, uh, okay. So if this is going to be a mass release and not a manufacture on demand, one thing is they're probably going to have a bigger budget that they can do even better restoration than they could with Mask of the Phantasm. But once again, I mean, I think pretty much the most you're going to get out of the quality is probably cleaning up, you know, the the cell the cell dust. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's good. That's good to know. There probably will be an improvement then. Yeah. Well, and I'm just and, and my only question then becomes: Are are you going to have uh, multiple volume releases, or are we going to get like one nice complete series box set? Because uh, that's what I want. Right. Right. Okay. So and we'll, we'll, more news to come. Uh, and just as a programming note, because of the lateness of the hour on a Sunday, and we do have to go back to work tomorrow, and we had to postpone this show for the trailer talk. Uh, there is a lot of news that's come out of New York Comic Con that we are not neglecting, but we are just going to punt it to next week, and depending on what news we get over the next week, we'll try to hit some of this New York Comic Con stuff at next Friday on our normal you know, show recording. But we know there's a lot of other stuff, but the trailer kind of took precedent. Yes, definitely. Yes, Scott, so I think we're going to go 
ahead and call this one a night. And we just want to thank you guys all for listening to this week's podcast and hope you enjoyed our discussion about the new trailer. And most of all, we just always want to thank you for listening. And if you want to get in touch with us, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact the show at Suicide Squadcast on Twitter. You can also reach me individually at ScottDC27. And then you can reach me on Twitter at Alan Fire. You can also reach me on Instagram and Snapchat. I'm pretty trendy like that. Oh, you are. You are so trendy. <laughs> you are so hip. And you can also email the show at SuicideSquadcast at gmail.com. And we hope that if you think we deserve it, please go ahead and leave us a written review on iTunes. Once again, we are five away from our next giveaway. We can also be found at www.suicidesquadcast.com along with the entire network of shows. Uh, You can also join our Facebook group or subscribe to us on YouTube. All right. Well, that's it, guys. We are going to call this one a night because I'm going to go run and produce this thing and get this thing out. So we just want to thank you guys again. And Scott, what do we always tell our friends? Keep reading DC. See you guys later. Do it. Go for know. it. Go ahead. It, it, it's something easy. It came to mind. Try it, and then we can you can get to producing. <laughs> Let me just take another quick scan. I don't want to be too negative about that song because I know some people love it. Okay, song it is. Okay. Um, but what am I going to say about it? I don't know. You're the one who. Hates <laughs> you don't like it either, so don't give me that crap. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's going to be all that funny, to be honest with you. Well, it's, you're never funny. I mean, let's let's just move that one off. All right, I'm just blowing your ass up. And then we get into the we get into this Empire article with uh, a whole bunch of little snippets. Let's kind of power through these. What'd you say? I just I, let's power through these. Oh no, that's what I was doing. Because we're yeah, I was just letting you know. So. Well, if you, if you would just let me do it, it would be amazing. <laughs> keep going. Let me do my job. <laughs> just keep going, man. You're going to you're going to be going to sleep early tonight. I'm going to be up working late on this. Woohoo! <laughs> um, when I get a MacBook Pro, I'll do some editing. T- you know, yeah, it's not going to happen.